This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, so first just want to welcome everyone. I want to make an announcement. Baruch Hashem, we finished the book on, um, we finished the book on Kibbutz of Aim. Um, 180 days, 360, actually 365 days. And um, I think it's a game changer, totally. I think that after learning this book, your whole outlook on Kibbutz of Aim and the halakhas of Kibbutz of Aim will be very different. There is no such book out there like this one. Um, we finished it. We sent it into Art Scroll. So now um, anyone who wants to dedicate a page in the book forever, um, anniversary, birthday, whatever it is, um, so you can call Ornava, which is 718-OHR-NAAV, or the Hakar Satov line, which is 917-444-7555. 917-444-7555. The dedication is $500 for the page, uh, but it's a forever. It's in the book forever. So if two, two people want to be partners in it, five people want to be partners in the page, um, but you can only write it for... So we're going to send out an email tomorrow to everyone. They'll get an email on it. And um, if you want to do it online, it's info at ornava.com. Info at ohrnaava.com. Um, the last book that we did, which was a lesson day in Hakar Satov, a lot of people afterwards were very angry at me. Why I didn't call them? Why, you know, why didn't you give me a chance? Because once the dates are used, the date that you want, it's hard to get. If it's used by one other person, you can't, we're not, we don't, we don't sell it to two people the same day. So whoever's interested in, in dedicating a month, dedicating a day, somebody already dedicated the whole book. That's already done. So that's not open anymore. Um, but this is it. So pick your day of the year. The earlier the better, the more for sure that you'll get the day. Okay. So I just got back from Israel just now. I actually just got off a plane. I didn't wanna I didn't want to give up the Wednesday night share. So we took instead of taking an overnight plane, we took a day flight. Day flight's an interesting flight because it's just flying all day. And you get cuckoo after 11 hours. But Baruch Hashem, I didn't sleep when I was in Israel, so I slept on the plane. Okay, so I want to tell you something very fascinating. Whoever's going to Israel, whoever has plans for Yontem or something else, somebody told me that there's a place to go to Davin, Rav Chia Ubanov. Rav Chia and his two sons. And if you go to Davin there... Whatever you ask, he will go in front of Hashem, he'll get done. Sort of like Amukah, other place that we've heard, but the reason that this place is even more special, because it's very hard to get to. It's by itself on a mountain. I counted 150 steps, but to get there, as far as you stepping, I counted 189 steps. Now, it's in Tveria, and it's like 100 degrees, you got to climb up this mountain. But if you get to the top, it's like our story with the elevator. You get to the top, you get the princess. You get to the top. So um, I want to tell you that a lot, some drivers know where it is, some don't. So Chia Ubanov. And where does this come from that he's such a big tzaddik, that uh, he's such a kayak, such a skula, that if you go to Tadavin, that your prayers will be answered, that Akashbach will answer your prayers. So there's a Gemara... In very interesting, there's a point 
that I want to tell you in this Gemara that's very important. There's a Gemara in Bavl Mitzia, Perik, uh, Perik Shvi, it's on page Pehe Omebeg, which is page 85, on the second side of the page. And this is the story of Rachia Ubanov. It's worth to get on a plane to go. Trust me, I was there yesterday. It was hot. But we made it. Going down is a lot easier. Rav Shlakish was marking the boundaries. He was marking the places that people, that Sadiqim died in Eretz Yisrael. So he was marking the places of their crypts. When he came to the crypt of Rav Chia, he couldn't find it. He could find everybody. He couldn't find, he couldn't find Rav Chia. Chalash Dateh, Rav Lakish became very disheartened, very distressed. Amar, he said, what are you doing you're distressed? Damn to Hashem, right? So he said, I don't understand, Rebani the master of the world. Didn't I learn Torah just like Rabbi Chia? Why is he so great that I can't find him? Yatsa Sabaskova a voice from heaven came out and said, Torah Kamaisai Pipalta. Yes, you have learned Torah like Rav Chia. But Torah Kamaisa Laribatsta, but you did not spread Torah in the world like Rav Chia. Okay? So it seems to be that learning Torah is very good, is a good tzach, but learning Torah and spreading Torah and teaching Torah is even much greater. How do we know this? And Rav Chia were having an argument to Tanam. With me, you're going to argue? He said, with me, you're going to argue? Heaven forbid. If the whole Jewish nation lost all their Torah, Rabbi Hanina said, I know the Torah by heart. I could teach them all the Torah that they forgot. Whew, that's huge. So Rav Chia said back to Rav Chanina, one second, you're upset that I'm arguing with you? With me you argue? You could argue with me? Because I make sure that the Torah is not forgotten from the Jewish people. So here's a machlekes. Rav Chanina is saying, you know how great I am? What are, you, what are you messing with me for? You know how great I am? If the whole Jewish nation forgot all the time, the only one left, I can write the whole Torah over for them. I know every single word. Torah everything. Halacha, Agada, Kabbalah. That's how great I am. Are you messing with me? Rav Chia said back to him, that's very nice if Klai Yisrael forgot the Torah. But I'm going to make sure that they never forget the Torah. You're in a case of emergency. But isn't it much better if you make sure that they don't forget the Torah? Sure, if they forget the Torah, you'll, you'll write it again. But... I make sure they won't forget the Torah. My Avinda, what do I do? Listen how beautiful this is. How do I make sure that the Jews don't forget the Torah? But he was a Rebbe of the whole Jewish nation. He said like this, Kishna, I plant flax, linen. We gedil in this bay, and from the linen I weave nets. I make nets. And with these nets I trap deer. Okay, now I thought he was going to say fish, but no. He traps deer with these nets. What do I do with the meat of the deer? I shech the deer. What do I do with the meat? I give it to orphans. 
Then I prepare the the leather that they make cloth, they make parchment out of. And I make scrolls of parchment from their skins. And what do I do on these scrolls of parchments? And I write the five I write the five books on these on these on these scrolls that I get from the deer skin. Then I go up to the village. And I find five little children. And I teach them. I teach them the five Chumash and Torah. And then I look for another six children. Six other children. I teach them the six books of Mishnayis. But Adonai, when I'm telling you that during the time that I come back here again, the ones that are learning Chumash teach each other the whole Chumash, and the ones that are learning Mishnayis teach each other all the Mishnayis. Therefore, you're busy learning. So if everybody forgets, you're going to remember what they forgot. I'm going to make sure the kids are learning Torah. I'm going to make sure the Torah will never be forgotten from Klai Yisrael. So Rebbe said, you know how great this Rav Chia is? And this is where it's coming from, that there's such a big schooler. Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yosei, Rabbi Shmuel, the name of Rabbi Yosei said, even compared to you, Rabbi, would you compare him to you? He said, yes, he's even greater than my father, said Rabbi Yehuda Nasi. So the rabbi answered, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yosei said, no, nobody can be greater than your father. He said, no, I have to tell you a story. He says the following story. Amar Abzeira. Emesh nearly Rav Yosi Rav Chanina. Last night, Rav Yosi, the son of Chanina, appeared to me in a dream. Amartilo, I said to him, Who do you sit next to in Ganeiden? Amali, Rabbi Yechanan. I sit next to Rabbi Yechanan. Wow. Rabbi Yechanan relates to me. Who does Rabbi Yechanan sit next to in Elam Haba? Eitzel Rav Yanai, next to Rav Yanai. Rav Yanai Eitzel me. Who does Rav Yanai sit next to? Eitzel Rav Chanina. Now remember, we start off the Gemara. The Rav Chanina said, how can you argue with me? I can bring Torah back to Klai Yisrael, right? So he wants to know, who does Rav Chanina sit next to? Amalei. Right, ne- next to Rav Chia. So it means Rav Chia was sitting higher than Rav Chanina. Why? Because a person who disseminates Torah in the world, who teaches other children Torah, even a woman teaches someone else's children Torah, is greater than the one who learns Torah himself. Of course, you can't teach Torah unless you learn Torah yourself. Okay, Amalai, he said to Rabbi Yechanan, it's Rabbi Chia, and you're telling me Rabbi Yechanan how great he is, he cannot sit next to Rabbi Chia, Amalai. In a place of lightning bolts and torch fires, no one, not even, not, no one can sit next to him. So, this Rav Chia is on a crazy level. Amar Rav Chaviva. Rav Chaviva said that there was a great rabbi, his name, Rav Chaviva Bar Surkami. He said, one day, I saw one of the rabbis who was often visited by Yohanavi. This is what's going on over here, right? This rabbi had a visitor every day, Yohanavi. I saw that in the morning, this rabbi, his eyes were fine. He said, but at night, when I saw him in the evening, his eyelashes and his eyebrows were burnt. Strange. 
Amalei, he said to him, My high, why are your eyes burnt? Amalei Leleo, he said, the rabbi whose eyes were burnt said that when I saw Eliyahu, I asked him to show me the rabbis that are in, the, in Shemayim, in the Yeshiva Shemayim. I want to see that. I want to see who's up there. So he said, okay, I can let you look at everybody. I'm just cutting through the Gemara. I can let you look at everyone, but there's one person you can't, one Neshama you can't look in the next world. Who's that? Rav Chia. If you look at Rav Chia, your eyes are going to get burnt out because he is like, a, like, a, like, like lightning bolts. So you can look at everyone, but you can't look at him. What happened? However, he said, I couldn't restrain myself. So I looked at Rav Chia's throne. Two sparks of fire came out and blinded me. So now he was blind. So what did he do? Fascinating. This is why you go to this grave. I went up and I laid on top of Rav Chia's crypt. Of, of the stone that he's buried under. I mean, I said, I learned, you wrote it to Sefta. I, I learned what you wrote, Rav Chia. And the minute I said, I learned what he, what he, what I learned what you wrote, and he learned over the stone what he wrote, he got his eyesight back. So the only thing that was left is that his eyebrows and his eyelashes were burnt. Why did that work? Why did that work? So he laid on it. He didn't. He wasn't supposed to look at him. He looked at him. So, why was he healed? So the answer is, when you quote a piece of Torah that somebody said that passed away. Let's say Rabbi Akiva, right? Rabbi Akiva said, "Have to make a kamaycha." So it says in Kabbalah that the lips of the of the body in the ground, when you're quoting what he said, the lips move. Okay, that's what it says. Why? Because it make because a tzaddik is considered like he never died. A, a blind person, on the other hand, is considered dead. Chashiv kemes. A blind person is chashiv kemes. There are three people that are chashiv kemes: a blind person, a poor person, whatever. I'm not even saying the third, but whatever. Three people chashiv kemes. So, so he said like this. He said, "I'm blind." So I'm considered like I'm dead. But if I'm going to lay here and say over your Torah, so I'm making your lips move. So I'm making you like you're alive. So I'm asking Mida, Keneged, Mida, because everything in the next world is Mida, Keneged, Mida. What you, how you treated others is how you're treated. So he's saying, Mida, Keneged, Mida, I am saying your Torah, and I'm causing your lips to move, and I'm making you like you're alive, but I'm dead because I looked at you because I'm blind. But me, can me, then now you have to make me alive. And the only way to make me back alive is to give me back my sight. This was the power of Rav Chia. So it's, worth, so it's 150 steps, new. So you sweat a little bit. But it gets much bigger. So a person who's sick or a person who needs a, a Yeshua, children, whatever they need, how do you know that Rav Chia has this crazy power of tefillah? So the Gemara, and this is the end of the Gemara on this, on this subject. Eliyahu Anabi would used to come visit in the academy of Rebbe. One day it was Rish Chodesh. Oh, tonight's Rish Chodesh, right? Eliyahu Anabi was late and he still had not come. 
Eliyahu is not supposed to be late. Amalei, when he finally did come, Rebbe asked him, my time in Nagar Lamar, why are you late? You can even ask Eliyahu nothing, why are you late? You're not supposed to be late. Amalei, Eliyahu said to him, Avram. by the time I woke up, Avram Avinu, and I washed his hands, and he prayed, and then I laid, I laid him back down. Of course, this is all stuff that we don't really, uh, what does that mean? Wash his hands, right? Whatever it means. To rest. And then I did Yitzchak Avinu. I washed his hands, he davened, laid him to rest, and then Yaakov. So I'm sorry, I'm late. So Rebbe asked him, like you would ask, I don't understand. Well, you know, why don't you just wake them all up at one time? You waited for Yitzchak, then you waited for Yaakov. If you would have woken them all three up at one time, then you wouldn't be late. Why each one separately? Savrael, you know, said, in heaven they say, because if all three of them get up together and daven, they'll bring Mashiach early, not in the right time early. Therefore, I can't make them all daven three together. Each one has to daven separately. Armalei, so Rebbe said to Hazze, is there anyone in this world that if you put three of them together, they could bring Mashiach before the time? He's saying, Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov could do that. Is there anyone alive in this world that could do that? Armalei, yes, there is. There are three people in the world right now. If they would daven at the same time for Mashiach, even though it's not the right time, Mashiach will come. Amalei, who is this? Well, Yahweh said to him, Ikar Ravchia Ubanov, Ravchia and his two sons. If those three daven together, they're like Avram Yitzhak Yaakov. Okay? Eschino Rabbi Yechia Ubanov. So, Ravchia and his, he put Ravchia I guess it was Eliyahu Navi, right? Put Rav Chia and his sons in front of the Amud with a fast day. No, it was Rebbe. Not Eliyahu Navi. Rebbe, now that Rebbe had this information, Eliyahu Navi told Rebbe the information that these three people could bring Mashiach. So Rebbe said, let's, let's do this. So he put them all up to be chazen on fast day. Omar... They got up, they said, like you say in Shemun Yisrael, the wind should come. And all of a sudden, the wind started blowing. What do you say after that? Started pouring. What do you say after that? Where Chia was about to say with his sons, Ruggish Alma, the world started to shake. Because had the three of them said Mechayim Esim together, it would have been Chiyasam Esim, even though it wasn't the right time. Man Gali Alma. Who? They asked in Shemayim, who told Rebbe, who told them the secret that if you put these three up, they could bring Mashiach, they could bring Chiyam Esim. Why did someone put them up? Shemayim was asking, like, who revealed the secret? Amru... They said, Eliyahu. Eliyahu Navi revealed the secret. Oh, he got into trouble. I saw Eliyahu. They brought Eliyahu up front. And they hit him with 60 lashes of fire. Got punished for giving away the secret. 
Asa, immediately, Eliyahu and Navi came to where they were davening. He appeared to them like a beer made out of fire, a huge fiery beer. When he came to them, they started running from this beer of fire, and then they stopped saying Mechaim. They never got to say Mechaim Mesim, and therefore, and therefore it didn't happen. Yeah, you want them to be davening for you, even if you got to go 150 steps. That's the Gemara, and then someone showed me the Gemara, and I took the Gemara up there, and I read the Gemara, I said, Rechia, I'm not asking for Mechaim Mesim. You got to help my girls out. Got to help uh, the ranch out. You got to help a lot of things out. You help Klai Yisrael out. So, so if you're in Eretz Yisrael, whoever's watching, you're going to Eretz Yisrael, Rechi Ubanov in Tveria, overlooking the Kinneret, and it's 150 steps, and it's not so hard. It sounds very hard, but it's not so hard. All right, so that was very... What? Over there? Yeah. No. No, there's a prayer on the wall. And just say the Gemara. I made a copy of the Gemara. I read the Gemara. No, I don't see the whole thing. And there's no one up there. You don't have to wait online. Who else is to go for 150 steps up? I'm Meshigan. Not everyone's Meshigan. All right. Anyway, this week's Parsha. Before we get to this week's Parsha, one other thing I want to talk about. Um, did I give you that Karsatov number? No, that's not what I want to talk about, but I did give it to you. Hakar Satov phone number outside of the Ornava number is, sorry, in the middle of this year, but 917, it's, they answer Hakar Satov, 444-7555. Why? Because Kibbut of Aim is Hakar Satov. 917-444-7555. Get your day before someone else did. I got a lot of complaints last time. You didn't call me, I didn't know, because people want their birthdays, and one person has that birthday, you're out. So, I went to a very big tzaddik when I was in Eretz Yisrael. Went to a much bigger tzaddik when I was in Eretz Yisrael. And they're all talking about that right now we have to do a lot of learning of Emunah and Bitachon. The world is sort of like, I'm not saying coming to an end. We'll leave that till Tisha But the world's in big trouble. And you've got to have a lot of Bitachon in the times of Mashiach. A person has to work on their Bitachon. In New York two weeks ago, or a week ago, or ten days ago, they passed a law in the real estate business that was very against Klai Yisrael. And a lot of the people that give a lot of tzedakah in Klai Yisrael lost crazy amount of money, and a lot of Jewish people do not have jobs because of the law that was passed. And everybody's very upset. And and it was a big a big hit. Big hit. Trillions. Billions. Big hit to Klai Yisrael. Big hit. My, no plastic bags, my business. Okay, it's not the, only a few of us in the bag business. But in real estate, there's a lot of people. And a lot of people walking around right now, very, very broken. Very broken. A lot of people altogether very broken. Shaduchim and, and sicknesses and everything else. And so it's very important. I want to learn with you something that, that I'm not only talking to the girls here, I'm talking because I know there are guys listening to this shit tonight because I didn't give one last night. I was in there to show. And everyone needs to know that nothing can happen in this world. Not New York legislator passing a law. God thought it out before it was signed. I promise you. They, nobody, nobody, there's a mission, you know, we, 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 we invite these politicians to our yeshiva dinners to speak. You know, I remember when there was a certain politician who's connected Klyasrol today by Yeshiva Crown Heights every year when we had, we had, what's it called? He came to speak. He was a senator, an assemblyman, whatever it was. He's a Sine Israel, he's a mushchis, this guy. 
there's no reason. Everyone thinks that if you own the politicians, you'll get whatever you want. No, God runs the world, not politicians. The mission paper says, Don't get close to politicians because the mission says they only use you when they need you. When they don't need you, they drop you. So everyone was like shocked how these people could sign this legislation against this real estate thing. You don't own them. The, the lave of Malchus, the lave of politicians, belongs to Hashem. So there's no gezerah in a person's life, whether it's illness or, or whatever, not or marriage, whatever it is, there's nothing that is not directly from HaKadosh Baruch Now there's a Sefer, Mitzvah HaBitachon, that's written by the Beis HaLevi. I just want to read you a couple of sentences from here. I think it's important for everyone who's li- listening, for everybody who's life, because we think, I got sick, and I didn't eat this, and I didn't do that. You can't get sick unless Hashem signs off on it. And you, if you're single, you're not married yet, if you're supposed to be married, I mean, again, you have to do your shtadlis, which is, I had a huge discussion this trip. How do you answer that question? Like, how much is shtadlis? If someone calls up a single girl and says, I have a shidduch, but you have to travel to Phoenix, Arizona to meet him. He's in, he's in school, he can't meet you right now. You have to go to Phoenix, Arizona, or say, I have to go to Phoenix, Arizona, I live in New York, we have to go to Phoenix, Arizona. There's a million guys in New York. Why have to go to Phoenix, Arizona? Why have to go to Chicago? Why have to go to Baltimore? Why have to go to L.A.? Right? So, so, so girls ask all the time, like, what's my... What do I have to do? What don't I have to do? Can I just sit home and say, I'll wait till the phone rings? Do I have to call the shachin? I went to all the good daily Mineral, and every one of them says the same thing. Your hishtadlus and shemayim is based on your total hishtadlus. In other words... I gotta go to college. I, I can't, I can't, I can't learn. I can't go to my chef to miss my share. I gotta go to college because I gotta get a degree because I gotta go get a job. And then I gotta work 60 hours a week and I gotta get to the top of my company. And I da 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 da. But when it comes to Shiduchim, I'm not doing nothing. They can come to me. No. It doesn't work like that. So if a person has a moon in Hashem, in everything, Shiduchim, Parnasa, whatever, I know that everything comes from Hashem. You're right. You don't have to go to Chicago. You don't have to go to Phoenix. 100% not. You can't think it's kaychem oitz yadi and work and work and work and do and do and do and do. Shiduchim, I don't have to go after. Or the other way around. Shiduchim, I make myself crazy. I call a million people, right? Panasa, I don't have to go to work. Send me the money. If it's the level that you believe in Hashem, that everything comes from Him, that's the level of your hishtadlus. Yes, you could sit home and be a multi-millionaire, but... That's if everything else you believe in Hashem comes like that. And yes, you could not have any shachan, whatever it is, and someone saw you at a wedding and mentioned it to this one or that one, or someone got engaged, one of your friends, and said, oh my gosh, your, your friend, Tadachasen, he's perfect for my friend. And it was never a shachan, and nobody ever said a word, and it doesn't matter how much money you're making, you're not making, kailo, this, that, all these stories, my father, my mother, my this, my that, nobody's ready to be sure. No, that, that's a person who doesn't have a shachan. You, you have to be, you have to do normal what you, what you normally do in your hishtadlis with God. But if you work 60 hours in New York, work a holiday, you're like, I can't make money unless I kill myself. Then also it comes to, to shiduchim, I'm, I'm not doing anything. No, it doesn't work. So if you want to know what your hishtadlis is, your hishtadlis in everything has to be equal. It can't be in one thing more than the other. You can't sit up and say, money has to come to me, I'm not going to work. It should come to me. But everything else, I chase after. No, it doesn't work that way. So he, he talks about this. This is, this is written by the Beis HaLevi. Choyvas habitachon. The choyv of, of bitachon, or belief. 
Bobby Psukim Harbe comes from many, many, many Psukim. And he quotes many Psukim. The Ayudeze. That a person who's scared from things. And he doesn't believe in Hashem. She is nothing with fun of Moikesh. He is setting in front of himself a trap. And a person who believes in Hashem, even if it comes at Sarah, you'll be saved. The person who's depressed and anxious and is like, what's going to happen? Rabbi Gamliel, I was speaking to Rabbi Gamliel about this because he wants me to talk, teach about Bitachan. So he told me a crazy story, true story. He said, I have to tell you a crazy story. He said, there was a woman with a bunch of little kids who became very, very, very sick. And the doctor said, you have three days. The doctor said, you have three days. So they ran to the Chazaynish. Chazaynish. And they said to the Chazaynish, they started crying and screaming, you got to help us, you got to daven. She, she, she had all these little kids, I think she was even pregnant, right, about to give birth. And, and how could you, you have to, you have to whip Shemayim, you have to, rah, rah, rah. and like, what are we going to do? And we don't know what to do, and should we call a, have a fast day? And, ah, and, and, and the Chazaynish was just sitting there and like smiling. <laughs> He's just sitting there and smiling. These guys are, it's Chazaynish, the Galadar. They're screaming, they're crying, we're smiling, right? Finally, they finish. He said, He says, So, how many days did the doctor give her? They said, Three. He said, Do you know that in three days, Hashem created half the world? It took six days, right? Three days, He created half the world. And you're freaking out and going crazy? You don't think He can make her better? Because the doctor, you know what can happen in three days? The doctor gave her three days and you could create half the world. What are you worried about? She was healed. He said, I think she's still alive or something like that, whatever. So Bitochen has the power. He said, one of the biggest problems today is x-rays and CAT scans and MRIs. So what are you, I said, Rabbi, what are you talking about? He said, in the old days, no, it's, it's so true. Old days, someone didn't feel well. They came to the tzaddik. He said, tzaddik, I don't feel well. Tzaddik said, don't worry. Say, Rafei Chaylin, you're going to daven for you, have a moon and Hashem, and we get better. Because they didn't know what was going on inside. Now, they take an MRI, what is this, what is that? The doctor shows them the picture, and you only have three months, so you only have a year, or this is what's wrong with you. So, when they go to the Rav, they're like, the Rav's like, no worry, it's going to be okay. They're like, yeah, but, but look, they're, 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 I have cancer, I have a disease, it's in my liver, it's in my liver. Look, it's on, it's, on, it's on the PET scan, it's on the CAT scan. So he said, the Muna in Chachamim, the doctors took away. Look at the x-ray shows. Look at the blood test shows. Look at the, look at the MRI shows. So he's like, you got to give me more of a bracha. He says, in the old days, they didn't know what they had. So the rabbi gave me a bracha, they left. They had, a, they had me talking, they got healed. He says, today, the doctor's telling you how long, this long, that long, you have this, you have that, you have this. He says... Don't believe in people and doctors. Because the person who believes in doctors, he's not going to be saved. In anything, it's not only doctors and medical things. It's in Shiduchim, it's in Parnassah, it's in, it's in having children, it's in, it's in everything. So he says over here, the problem that makes the problem is... 
you're, you're causing a trap, then you're going to fall in. Okay, onward. And he says, I'm going to read everything. He says, the whole war of the Eight Sahara and the Varmint says, When they used to go to war, so the Kohen Gadol would get up and say, anyone who's weak, anyone who's not brave, um, go home. Why? Because if you have fear, the fear is what's going to hurt you. What's that called? Anxiety. Right? People who have an anxiety attack, they think they're having a heart attack. The anxiety causes the anxiety attack, which causes you to feel like you're having a heart attack. The Jews understood, or were supposed to understand, that the war was not about their strength, only talking about their emunah. Hashem li ira mayasili adam. If if I if if I, Hashem has no fear right of what for me, so what what am I worried about a person? A person cannot hurt me. Fear of a person, anxiety is fear. I'm talking about anxiety here and fear of a human being comes because you forgot about God. If you would put into your heart, I should call him that everything in this world, all comes from God. There's no creation that can make you more or less. I feel not even the size of a needle. No one can bring it on early or late. I feel even one second. Why are you scared of people? My Adam, who's going to hurt me? Now, this is the point. This is a very important point. Okay, so it's very nice, Rabbi Wallstein. Be talking, be talking. Nobody could hurt you, but someone's hurting me. But somebody is hurting me. So according to you, if I have a talking, nobody can hurt me. But someone's hurting me. Or Chavshom, I'm sick. Or Chavshom, I don't have a shidduch. Right, so, so, so you're saying, all the stuff won't happen to me, but it's happening to me. So what's my thought process? So somebody else is hurting you. Yavin, you need to understand. It's all from God. This person who's hurting you, he is just a stick. That's hitting you because you have it coming to you. So if you're going after the person who's hurting you, and you're not thinking about that it's coming from God, it's like a person who's screaming and yelling at the stick who's hurting you. That's not going to stop the stick from hitting you. you got to ask the person who's holding the stick, who's beating you, to stop beating you. But if you're going to yell at the person who's hitting you, the person who's hitting you is just a stick. So you need to talk to the person who's holding the stick, which is not a person, which is a Baruch Hu. The Eloi Pesirus God what's wrong with you? And for the people who are struggling now with this whole thing with New York, he writes, 
you need to know in your Parnassah, in making money, in your Mezainas, all your work, all your Hishtadlus, will not help you a bit to bring you more money if that's the Xera. He says, what was the great thing of the man? You had no Hishtadlus. The man came down, you didn't have to cook it, you didn't have to do anything. But, it says in the Medrash that when the man came down, if the person had been talking in Hashem in everything else, the man landed at his doorstep. At his doorstep. He opened his door, breakfast, lunch, supper. But if he didn't have bitachon, the same man landed way out in the field for him. You can't mix. You can't say, oh, the man, I believe in the man, land at my door. No, but I don't believe in, I didn't believe in the yamsuf. I was like, Hashem, where are you? And when there was no water, I was screaming, where's the water? And when there was no meat, I was like, where's the meat between my teeth? Well, so you did all that, now you flick the man to land? No, it doesn't work that way. The person who was a tzaddik who always had who always had a muna, it landed at the doorstep. The person who did it, it landed way out somewhere. It's the same thing in life. Person, your ishtadlis is up to what your ishtadlis is in everything else. Okay. We'll end with this week's parasha, parasha's kairach, which is, talks about Lashon Hara. So, la'yika kairach ben yitzah ben kahas ben levi. What was kairach's problem? Kairach was jealous. Kairach was jealous of, of Moshe Rabbeinu. And he was jealous of Yitzchak. Of, of, I'm sorry, Moshe Rabbeinu and of Aaron. How did he get all these good Jews to join him? 250 tzaddikim joined him. Dostum Aviram Rasham, true. But 250 tzaddikim, how do you get them? How do you, how do you get people when you're going down the wrong path? How do you get them to follow you? How does Satan get you to follow? So this is what he said. Vaikalu Amoisha. So by Ikhalu is public. That means not just Kairach, but this whole Hevra of 250 Tzadikim, they gathered against Moshe Rabbeinu. And they said, Rav Lachem, you two, you took too much. Leader Kohen Gadol, you grabbed too much. Why? Because all of us, right, this whole group, this entire assembly, we're all holy. And God's among, with us. Why are you making yourself better? What happens? And Moshe hears this. He says, ay, 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 ay. He falls flat on his face. What happened, Moshe? Why did you, you fall flat on your face? Because they rationalized. They didn't come and say, Why are you great and I'm not great? We can deal with that. People are jealous. But the minute they said, one second, we're also holy. We also got the Torah. We also were by Harsinai. Moshe Ben said, here we go again. They're rationalizing. People who rationalize, you can't talk to. Because they think they're doing it in the name of God. Right? The guys who blow themselves up, ISIS, they, you, you can't talk to them. You can't talk to them because they believe they're doing the right thing. So when they came, if you come and you're jealous and you're saying, why you not me? Okay, they're jealous, that's normal. But when the minute they said, no, no, not why you, not me, all of us, we're all holy, we're all kindred spirits, we're all human beings, we're all fine people, what makes you better? Moshe Benner said, no, these guys you can't, this, this is not going to happen. This is not going to happen. And he knew right away because it was rationalization. Now what, what happened with Kairach? So, 
we don't have time. There's a whole medrash that I talked about every year about about Gilgulim and everything else, but there is a story I want to tell you. I always thought as a kid that this wasn't true. and never really sure in a safer that if you talk Russian horror about someone, they, they, they get all your, your mitzvahs and you get all their avayas. I was like, come on. You worked your whole life, you have all these mitzvahs, and then you say something bad. This guy was a Chal Shabbos, eight treif, did every avayah of the world. You're telling me I'm going to get all, because I said something bad. So they used to tell that it was like a threat when you were a kid growing up. Like, if you talk bad about someone, you can get all the avayas. I get you all your avayas. I get all your mitzvahs. You get all my avayas. Ha ha. I was like, I never saw it inside. It's, it's, right? I never saw it inside. Maybe the Chavetz Chaim says, I never saw it inside. That point. Well, guess what? I saw it inside. Listen to this. In a sefer called Shar Bas Rabin. There's a story of a tzaddik who learned Torah and did mitzvahs. He had a very bad neighbor. And this Tamachacham saw He saw that this Russia was being Machal Shabbos quietly. And now he was Machal Shabbos. He had women. Women coming to his house. He did it secretly. This, this Russia did it secretly. He didn't do it for Hesher. And the Chacham said some Lashon Haran on this bad guy. Instead of criticizing him nicely, he got angry at him. And he spoke Lashon Haran. And after a little while, the Tamil Chacham died. And he comes to Bezin and Shemayim. They open up his book. And they show him all these terrible sins he did. On Shabbos you went to a restaurant. You ate trefa. And after you ate, you drank nargila, whatever that is. And then you started making fun of Hashem. And then you had women come to your house. He said, what? What are you talking about? I don't like Sisi because I never did any of that. So I have to tell you something cute. It's not cute, but it's cute. So when I was younger, so there was guys telling me, you know, you, you, you're going to get all my Averis, right? So the guy said, it's not fair. The punishment doesn't fit the crime. Why? He says, at least if I would have gotten to enjoy all your Averis, it's okay, I'll take your Averis. Right? It's not fair. You got all the enjoyment and I got your virus. That's not fair. It's a joke. It was a joke, but... Yeah, so this guy had trace and women and drinking and now he's like, I never did any of that. So like, I didn't even get the enjoyment of it. He got the enjoyment and I'm going to get punished for it. Right? How's that mean the connected me though? If you talk Lush and Har on someone, what do you do? You're talking bad about someone. You're causing them, you're causing them big damage. Usually you cause them big damage. I know we have to figure out how it's me that can make me but it's me that can make me No, somehow that this guy didn't even do that vera and you get that vera. Like you, you, you didn't get to enjoy it, you didn't do that vera and, and it, you get this guy all his averas. This is what happened over here. Wait, wait till the other side. Right? One second. So he started screaming. He said, scream. They said, what are you talking about? He said, one day, you were with an Aishas Ish. You were with a married woman. You committed adultery. 
said, Rabbi Nishlam, God, are you still in with Torah? I was little Torah. Amy, Shayna, let me out. Nobody answered him. Bez didn't answer him. The Mashchisim took him. The bad angels took him. Rechman al-Utzlan. Ha-chacham er-vatsah, ha-chacham b'dantish, shetoyim, b'kaz chas v'shom. The Chacham fought himself. They made a mistake. They looked up someone. They, they mixed up my, my social security number. They're the one number off. I never did any of this. Achazman Kotzer, after a little while, Mez Oisei Arasha. The guy who spoke Lashon Haran died. But Robert Pincus, they opened up his book, and they said, wow, you learned so much Torah, you did a lot of mitzvahs. They brought him into Gan Eden, the Russia. To enjoy that place instead of the Tamachachim. Okay? So he didn't understand what's going on. My Rosh Hashem is Spala. I never learned Tyra. He didn't say that though. Okay. He said, my number must have gotten mixed up also. Because he was very scared. Shosak. He didn't say anything. He didn't want to tell the angels that he did a lot of sins. One Shabbos in Shemayim. They let the Chacham. Because they let the people at Shabbos when, when Gehenim, when the fire is off, so they get to look into Gan Eden what they're missing. So the Chacham, who's now in Gehenim, comes out and is looking into Gan Eden. And he sees all the Tzadikim in Gan Eden. And he bumps into his neighbor. The Russia says to him, Oh wow, you should know how I'm getting treated. It's not normal in Gan Eden. And the, and the Chacham says, Zola, you know how bad my luck is? I'm going through so much pain. They made a mistake. Everything I did wrong, they wrote on your list. But I'm not, I'm not telling anyone. You're telling me that God made a mistake? Cannot be that he made a mistake. He said, but I learned the Mesechtas Arachin. Oh, it's a Gemara. I never learned Mesechtas Arachin. Someone who talks Lashon Hara on his friend, Machlif and Averis Lemitzvahs. They switch his Averis to his Mitzvahs. Okay, but it doesn't say his Mitzvahs to his Averis. Koshkin Koyrach Shibam Moshabeno. That they switch. So here is a Avas Chaim, Pashat Koyrach, for anyone that wants to know. So wouldn't that be so foolish before you talk Lashon Hara about someone that all the good stuff you did in your life, all the tefillahs and the davening and the fasting and the mitzvahs and the milas chesed and 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 achnasas kalim, all the mitzvahs that you did, you say one bad word about someone, you're, that person's going to get all your mitzvahs. It's true. It's Amos Chaim. It's not uh, so. Even if you want to talk lashon hara, it doesn't make any sense to lose all your mitzvahs. And not only that, it's one thing if you lose all your mitzvahs, you get all their averus. They keep their mitzvahs. They keep their mitzvahs, and they get your mitzvahs. You keep your averus, and you get their averus. You have to be with sugar. Now, what kind of deal is that? You got to be crazy to talk lashon hara. So here's the question that, that here's the question that we asked because we were like lumdusha guys. So what happens if I talk lashon hara about someone, and I get all their averus, gets all my mitzvahs, but then they talk lashon hara about me? So then I do I get back my mitzvahs and they get back their averas. 
because usually if one guy talks Lashonara, he finds out he talks Lashonara, he says he talks So the best thing is to keep your mouth quiet and not to talk Lashonara about anyone else. And Lashonara is the truth. I can't tell you how many girls have come to me and say, no, it's not Lashonara, it's the truth about her. I'm like, that's Lashonara. When it's the truth is Lashonara. When it's a lie, you just made up something, it's Moit Shemra. Lashonara is the truth. So these two weeks, these two weeks, actually three weeks, it's three weeks in a row, right? You have Shlach, you have Shlach, Korach, no, no, it's these two weeks. You have, you have the Miraglim, no, it's three weeks. Hold on, it's three weeks in a row. And you know why? These three weeks, now it's Tammuz, and Tammuz is the month of the, when the whole destruction started, right? And in Tammuz, it, it, that's when, they, when, when, they, when in Pastor Shlach, when they spoke Lashon Hara on, 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 um, on, what's it called? On, um, on the end of Pasha's Baha'u'llah You have Miriam is talking Lashon Hara about Moshe Rabbeinu. So she got Tzaraz for seven days. And then, even though Klai Yisrael saw that, that she got Tzaraz because she spoke, spoke bad about Moshe Rabbeinu with Moshe Rabbeinu on Tzipporah, the next Pasha was Pasha Shlach. The Miraglim didn't learn a lesson and talked bad about Eretz Yisrael. And Pasha's Kairach, three weeks in a row, and Pasha's Kairach, after seeing what happened to the Miraglim and not being able to go into Eretz Yisrael and Tishabov and the whole thing, because Pasha's Kairach, he still spoke, spoke Lashon Hara. How could that be? How can he not learn a lesson? Miriam got tied down, got, got thrashed for seven days, then we lost the whole Eretz Yisrael. You crazy Kairach, what are you getting up now and talking Lashon Hara Moshe Rabbeinu? The Teretz is that, first of all, success breeds contempt. He was very jealous of Moshe Rabbeinu's success. And that's, pe- people never talk Lashon Hara about, no one's talking about, about uh, what's his name, the Vice President of the United States. Can anyone talk about him? CNN ever talk about him? Nobody talks about him. Only talk about bad about Trump. Success. The guy on top, beats contempt. Those are the ones you talk bad about. Number two in the race, ah. Number one, oh, I know that, right? The auditorium, oh, but she's not such a good girl. Ah, I know this and that about her, right? Oh, the girl just got engaged. Oh, if he only knew oh, what I know. Oh, boy, right, right. The girl that's not engaged, no one's talking about her. No one's talking about her. Oh, but, uh, they knew if that family knew. Oh, boy, I should have told them what was going on. Oh, right, boy, I should have told them, right? So that's what happened. So Kairach was so jealous, so jealous, that the kinna, right, the kinna is what destroyed him. So even though he saw with Miriam, Miriam wasn't jealous. Miriam said something about Moshe Rabbeinu because she was chayshu b'kshem. She didn't know that, that Hashem spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu in that, in that way. The, the Miraglim, it wasn't a din of jealousy. The Miraglim were all in the sea. They were all the heads of their, of their but they knew that the minute they go to Eretz Yisrael, there's going to be a king. The minute there's a king, they lost their job. They're not governors anymore. They lost their power. So it was, they didn't want to lose what they had. Miriam made a mistake. The, the, the Miraglim, it was a personal thing that they were going to lose. They had, they had what they call it, flus, the Syrians call it. They had flus in the game. They didn't want to lose their flus. The minute they go into Eretz Yisrael, they lose their flus. Kairach! With pure jealousy. Pure jealousy. And that's why he got punished the way he got punished. So there's, there's a joke. We'll end with a joke. There's a joke. There's kinna and sinna. Kinna means jealousy. Sinna means hatred. There was two guys. One name was kinna. One guy's name was sinna. One guy's name was jealousy. The other guy's name was hatred. And they meet the king. And the king says, here's the deal. Whatever you ask for, the first guy who asked me for something, whatever he asked for, he's going to get. But the second guy gets double. That's what he told kinna and sinna. They both think to themselves, there's no way, I don't care. There's no way I'm going to ask for something, he's going to get double. I'm not asking for anything. So the king said to the two of them, what's going on with you guys? A million dollars. He said, no, but then he'll get two million. I don't want. I don't want anything. The king says, I'm giving you two minutes. 
if you don't ask me for anything, deals off. So they're both sitting there, kinna, jealousy and sinner hatred. All of a sudden, kinna says, I know what I want. I know what I want. He says, okay, what do you want? But remember, whatever you get, he gets double. He goes, yeah, cool. He says, what do you want? He says, knock out one of my eyes. You don't got I don't care if you take one of my eyes, but as long as he loses both of his eyes. That's kinna. That's what jealousy does. That's what happened by Kairach. You're lazy. Moshe Menon said, you're lazy. You're lazy. You're number two. You're lazy. You have, you have work in the base of English. You have work in the Mishkan. What do you want? He says, no, no, no. I want what you have. And we're all, we're all holy. We're all equal. Everyone's equal. No one's special. So he rationalized it. Once he did that, Moshe Menon said, that's it. And it happens to be that Moshe Menon davened to Hashem that Hashem should not listen to Kairach's tefillah. So everybody asks, Moshe Menon davened to Hashem that Hashem shouldn't be makabal Kairach's carbon. But Kairach's whole thing was against Hashem. So why did Moshe Rabbeinu think? Why do you have to pray, right? He's going against Hashem. Why would I have to pray? Hashem's not going to let him go against him. The answer is, the Chazal say that, that tefillah, prayer, is so strong that even if the person wants to do something wrong, but he davens, Hashem will listen to him. Moshe Rabbeinu knew that. Moshe Rabbeinu said, I know he's going to daven, you should accept his carbon. I have to daven, even though he's doing the wrong thing against you, Hashem, but I know that you'll listen to him. Because if he davens with enough kavanah, you're going to listen to him. Therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu, that's a kayach that a person has a tefillah. So again, if anyone is interested in the, uh, in the new book, Kibbut of the Aim, A Lesson a Day, which we're going to send to all the schools, schools don't teach Hilchus Kibbut of the Aim. We're going to use this to teach kids Hilchus Kibbut of the Aim. It's a game changer. It's a game. It's going to bring Mashiach. It's a game changer. If you're interested, call Arnava. Pick your day, and at the same time, if you're ever in Eretz Yisrael, find Rav Chiyah Ubanov on the mountainside. What? So maybe you didn't need to. Now you. Now we need to. So Hashem, Hashem revealed it. He reveals you things when you need to hear things. So He revealed it now. But it's a very big thing. A very big tzaddik told me about it. I never knew about it. I'm going to Eretz Yisrael for fifty. I never did. I never went there. I never knew about it. Then when I heard 150 steps and it was 103 degrees in Tveria, I was like, one good part about it is when I get up, there'll be no one else there. So, I'll be able to dive in. No, it's 150 steps. Not, not the end of the world. If I can do it, anybody can do it. All right, you should all be much clear. Thank you. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.